It's the best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! Ah, and there it is, that ever-exciting welcome uh, clip, hey, Richard Greer. Welcome back, the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast. Uh, season, what are we, season five, episode six. This is the exciting one. That is pre-race, uh, just about ready to roll. Uh, yeah. Not many sleeps to go now. <laughs> How many sleeps? Have you counted or what? What's no, the I haven't counted. I was just thinking that on the intro, I was like, oh, there's still a few there, but um, but there's not many. It's not Still as like, figures, we're, we're sort of two weeks out, aren't we? Two and a bit weeks out. Yeah, at least. Depending on when you're listening or watching this, etc. We've still got well, a bit of time. Well, that's right. If you're listening to this now and you're on the way to the West Coast, I'm hoping that you're uh, only just listening to this as a bit of a refresh and not your first time round. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so sure there will still yeah. be some gems, I'm sure, that will help you out on race day. We'll, we'll, we'll bring something for you, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Hey, mate, look, how good. Great to be back. Uh, 2024 is officially upon us. It's here. We've, we've, uh, we're halfway through. What are we now? Oh, we're nearly three quarters of the way through January, aren't we? That first one's gone. And, and uh, of course, as we know, that second weekend in, in February rolls around for the Kathmandu Coast. First weekend it'll be, actually, won't it? First, second? How does that fall? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably second. We'll call it second. I'll call it second, something like that. Anyway, just depends on where that falls, mate. How are you getting on? You, you, you yourself, once again, uh, lining up. Yeah, I'm sucking for punishment, eh? <laughs> just thrashing myself. What am I doing? Well, I think, <laughs> well, yeah, I think yeah, there's probably yeah, still yeah. something there inside you that wants something. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I think uh, it's interesting, isn't it? And we'll talk about this throughout the podcast tonight in terms of getting yourself set. But I think it comes back to just wanting to nail the race like last year i was cramping like a dog after the after the well into the run so that was a bit ugly and then my boat was sinking so that wasn't that flash so just just tidy those things up really just to know that i can feel like i've nailed it a little bit is is the job so um but so there's a good thing you there's, sorry there's a couple of things you have actually done to try and tidy that up haven't you that's right, that's right. one so, one what did you do with your boat uh, I got a new one, so that helped. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty easy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's sorted. Yeah, so uh, Ricky from Nautique Kikes has sorted us out with his new N1, which is awesome, and and just a little bit more stable too, actually. Um, I've been okay. waiting for that 35 cubic uh, river in my old Evo Edge, but that's sort of never really happened. So so slightly more stable, which means you can paddle it a bit, I don't know, a bit, more, a bit harder without those sort of squeaky strokes that aren't going quite so well um that and uh and i've just been doing a bit of uh, bike racing as well actually that's different isn't it the old uh, it's one thing riding for yourself and with a couple of mates but to be hurt by uh by a, a bunch of people that know how to ride bikes is quite impressive well you know how to ride a bike richard there's no doubting that but but uh yes yes you've been uh actually something we're talking about you've been down with the timbald cycling club Right. Uh, there and they run they run a fantastic race series all year oh, round they do. Yeah, yeah they do they only had like a week or so off for christmas and and they're back into it they're so so good so you yeah, turned up and uh accidentally managed to win the first one last week which is which <laughs> i was like hang on a second i might have a chance here we caught the final group with like three k's to go and and uh Another a friend actually did a big lead out for a long time and then managed to sort of surf some wheels and get home by by a squidgen. And then today they put me on the very last 
last break uh, on scratch with uh, a bunch of tourists south and riders so that was a different uh killer fish altogether <laughs> they were there for about five minutes and just went boof blew up and so that was me really so um yeah that's very impressive how they ride bikes and uh turned around and then found another group um and then rode with them so I went backwards and sort of rode with the same group as last week anyway so still had a good ride it was good and a bit of running um before and after as well which I don't think helped my sort of hanging with those big dogs so yeah good 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 value anyway and look this this week uh it's just been this weekend that's actually just been as we record this we've seen once again and we see this just about every year leading up to the coast we've seen the WiMAC absolutely uh bank itself uh, what, it peaked at like 450 or something did it the other night yeah, in the middle which, of the night? which isn't isn't super high i was expecting it to be uh, a bit higher to be honest um yeah, the require got up to above a thousand so that was uh which is a bigger river but um yeah like it i don't think it was sort of going to change i don't know it'll be interesting to see but i was expecting it sort of to a big flood and they really wash things out and be completely different so so it'll be interesting to see what it looks like after this bit of water that's come down but um i don't think it's going to be too easily different um so yeah and 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 it might have been sort of happened up in the deception a little bit more but i mean it was getting pretty slimy it hadn't rained much up there so the rocks were pretty slippery slimy so maybe that might have rolled a few over and made conditions just slightly better potentially Right, so you reckon a bit of a clean, a cleansing up there mm. is uh, actually not a bad thing. Yeah, no, it is a good thing. It gets a bit brown and slimy as we go. And I, I ran over the um, goat pass with uh, Sam Manson, current uh, champion of the longest day, and Ben Williams, a young fella who is um, you're looking to go sub two fifty for the mountain run. So yeah, that was another sort of uh, put me in my place of situation. Those boys just just bounce across the rocks. I felt old and heavy to be honest uh i'd say ben williams looked like sonic the hedgehog as he was just moving just across the terrain which is pretty awesome so um yeah good value getting up and sort of sussing things out a little bit more you've been well educated over the last uh, couple of weeks then is that right yeah yeah <laughs> dealt to you've been schooled right. cool. <laughs> and sam how was he looking was he was he yeah. just was he going hard that day or was he just no just... he was just cruising like ben and ben and him were sort of sussing things out ben's uh, sort of lives on the coast and been over the mountain run lots so they were just doing a sort of a bit of a recce run kind of thing so they had an old man kind of tag along which was nice of them um they they did one particular line they said oh go back and have another look at that so i was like oh well you go and do that and i'll just carry on up to goat pass so so that was a wee moment to make sure that i got up to the top of goat pass before they caught me again so did you miss out on a sneaky cheeky line though (laughs) potentially but but you have to win one or two don't you somehow (laughs) (laughs) so is that what goes on up there those guys are busy um sort of still to this day obviously like you said it does Mm. change but still to this day are, are still looking for that next little advantage that next little trick getting up through there yeah yeah that's right and i learned a couple of things um down in the deception that i hadn't been before actually and i think sam did as well um so a couple of just just slightly better lines so yeah it all helps but yeah it is impressive isn't it that um no matter how much time you spend there's always just little little bits to sort of pick and learn because things do move around a little bit um uh yeah so no it was a good day out good to good to kind of keep them in sight they didn't disappear completely and have you got any tips any any sneaky something that are going up there we can share with the listeners what what oh. what can you report back coach richard what can you report back to everybody <laughs> i think every time i do that run i always go somewhere slightly different so i'm probably not great to, and it's really hard to actually describe this particular bit um so no i think the key thing is is like glenn will go up the week off and uh and mark sort of a, a course out which is which he does a pretty good job at and i think the key thing is is just not doubting yourself not backtracking just back yourself look up make make a call and just go for it and you'll be going in the right direction and and uh and just keep on 
keep on keeping on. Uh, and I mean, there's sometimes quite a few other people in, in front of you, etc. Don't just follow the leader. They don't necessarily know where they're going. So um, keep your head up and uh, keep an eye out for for those tracks and trails. And, and don't just cross back the river because you feel like, oh, that's a bit, bit better. Actually, um, crossing a river does take time. So sometimes it's best just to hang on the side you're on and then it, it goes okay sometimes. So yeah, just back yourself, I think, and, and have some fun with it and you'll go all right. And I assume Glenn's going to go up there with his rucksack and he's full of full of pigtails and stakes and clamber his way up through there. Like it's uh, hard enough just getting up there as it is sometimes for some people. And uh, yet Glenn will lug a backpack up there with a whole lot of markers. Mm, he does a good job of that actually because he, he puts a fair few out those waratahs up yeah. there. So yeah, it's it's quite impressive. Um, I think he just likes a bit of time out, not having to answer questions, and sort of being in the office for a day or so, sort of three days out from the event. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's leading up. It's getting close, mate. So here we are uh, again. Like I say, our Catman Do Coast to Coast podcast, a bad podcast, as you know, and I'm sure you'll have all heard me say this before. But really, this is all about us trying to help you uh, get from that west coast of the South Island all the way across to the east coast, touching the water at both ends, taking a stone with you along the way, um, all of those traditional ritual things that you do along, you know, on on this on this coast to coast journey. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a uh, another fabulous season, Rich. And tonight, a couple of really good guests. Absolutely, yeah. So we've got Deb Lynch, who is uh, is a is a bit of a heavy hitter for the longest day woman. She mm-hmm. she had a debut last year, placed six out of nowhere. Um, well, not necessarily out of nowhere. She's obviously a pretty uh, pretty awesome athlete. So she's gone away, done her homework, had a, a hangout up at Arthur's Pass, paddled the river, got down the mountain run, and sort of tried to. Uh, become one with her time trial bike as well so uh yeah really looking forward to having a chat to deb see where she's at and what she's most looking forward to for race day her goals etc and then also having a chat uh actually to a good mate andy sloan who's um who's coming back i used to race with andy in the old days sort of in the early 2000s um and andy's uh making a comeback in 2024 after a number of years away from the event and it's a, a pretty special one for him as well so looking forward to sharing andy's story with you guys and and uh what it means to him to stand on the start line. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, interesting, we talk about Deb's uh, coming in there. I don't know if you've seen, but that female uh, start list, that top mm-hmm. 10 start list, man, has is that, is that got some talent in it? It's got some experience in it, and that's going to be one heck of a close race. Mm, it really is, isn't it? It's uh, it's pretty cool. Just uh, and there's been some absolutely ding dong battles in the past, hasn't there? And in, in the men's and women's field, so it's great how it unfolds. And and I think that's the thing with this coast to coast. In in every level, you don't quite know how things are going to go. There's gear breakages and there's there's stuff that happens, and people have good days and people have uh, not so good days. So it just comes down to keep on, keep on, keeping on, and see what happens. Just to keep hanging in there. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the race unfolds this year and and what war stories come out of that. Well, we'll 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 be able to tell all of those war stories uh, in that week after the coast to coast with our final uh, podcast for the year when we wrap up. Uh, what will be an absolute epic uh, event at the 2024 Kathmandu Coast to Coast? But for now, let's bring Deb into the into the fold. Let's uh, bring her to the to the her first start line uh, for this race. Getting here, getting to this podcast, Debs. That is the first. That's the first goal ticked. I can tell you. I once I figured out the settings. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> got the <laughs> got the video going. We're all over it. Well done, Deb. That's fantastic. So, um, Deb. W- 
your first attempt last year. Give us a bit of a background on on Deb Lynch. What has she done in the past? Like you mentioned that running is your strongest thing. Tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you come to lining up for the um, Kathmandu Coast to Coast. Uh, yeah, well, I um, I was a semi-professional, I guess, triathlete until about 2020 um, mm-hmm. when there was this thing called COVID that hit. Um, and yeah, I sort of world lockdown and that was a sort of a nice sort of ending to my triathlon career. Um, yeah, and I think I'd always sort of been interested in coast to coast, um, had read about it, all these cool stories, all these, um, I remember seeing like in a magazine, I don't know, as a kid, um, an article, I think it was about Sophie Hart and I just thought she looked so badass. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I want to be like her. And then yeah, I think cool. Emily Miazga came to, um, uh, a prize giving um yeah. and I was like oh my goodness she is really badass uh and I just wanted to be like be like them um but that didn't quite fit with uh, my triathlon life at the time and but then yeah um once I sort of stepped away from triathlon and suddenly coast to coast became an option um yeah and that's how I, I got into it I guess how good that's awesome so obviously you're pretty handy at riding a bike and uh comfortable enough around the water how's your paddling have you gone uh learning to paddle and getting up to speed there uh yeah that was um i I think 2022 i believe was quite a uh, confronting year um i i I took to paddling like relatively comfortably i thought on the flat water uh but then as soon as i hit moving water it was um there were many garage sales on the ymac um uh, my first year paddling on it um, so I took my strength in, of swimming from triathlon a little too, too to heart uh, with paddling. <laughs> so um, I was a very good swimmer on the YMAP. Uh, Not as yeah, efficient no, though, <laughs> Alas. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's slowly gotten better. I'm way more comfortable on the boat. Um, yeah, I've spent the last year, I think, um, learning to paddle a K1 and just like just for something else to do, but also to help me with my um paddling in my multi-sport mm. boat it's done really well yeah nice one and it's a great way to keep you motivated isn't it because you it's uh, kayaking is about mastery a lot of it as well and if you you have to drag your butt down to try and figure out how to paddle this k1 in the middle of winter well it's good but but if you're sort of comfortable in your other boat you maybe don't put quite the effort in than you would otherwise oh yeah yeah there's um learning to paddle a k1 has been very character building over the winter when like driving down and it's like two degrees oh crap i know i'm gonna fall in (laughs) (laughs) hope you didn't bring on too many of those swimming skills in in winter in wellington uh paddling a k1 did you oh no i did i think my record was five seconds from leaving the wharf to being in the water (laughs) oh no that's not good at all (laughs) well there's a whole new bunch of research around ice baths so we'll we'll maybe put a tick in that box that's good so on recovery that's awesome it must really must really drive motivation to actually get better and stay in it right oh like not yeah like you have no idea i I think i managed two hours this morning and i didn't swim so i'm still swimming but it's like the water at least is warm now in summer okay (laughs) good stuff so how are you feeling two weeks out from race day uh given that you're sort of you're not unknown this time around you've uh you might have a bit of a a big cross on the back um and and i'm sure those um those athletes that are ranked sort of one two three etc are are looking around to see how deb's deb's shaping up how are you feeling um pretty good i made a good bit of good block uh down south over over the summer um sort of yeah did some 
some laps of the Waymark and a good run over Goat Pass, and those went pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, it's hard to tell, right? Like you can feel really good, and then on the day, it's all it all falls to pieces, <laughs> or not falls to pieces, <laughs> but you know, yeah. well, yes, it can. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, nah, strong, I guess, um, and no injuries at the moment. So yeah, we're all we're all looking pretty good. Nice. So what have you changed in your build-up this year? Because it's part of this thing. I talked earlier about some of the things that I've changed as uh, I've done this race a few times now. What have you changed in your build-up? Uh, obviously, the K1. Is there any other things that you've sort of tweaked to, to try and emphasise this time around? Um, spent a lot more time on a, um, on a time trial bike this last year. I had borrowed a bike for last year's coast. Um, and so I managed to get onto Facebook Marketplace and picked up a a dunger of a TT bike and um, worked my way through that all of last year. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I think is just trying to dial in, dial in my nutrition um, mm-hmm. because that did not go well last year. Yeah. Um, and so just practicing more, yeah, just being better at eating during bike rides, especially um, mm-hmm. and runs. Yeah, just to get my, my body used to it. So that wasn't the wrong type of food or something? That was just not being able to physically eat or, or both? Uh, no, I'd say that the first. Um, I decided it would be a really good idea to have a mandarin before going on the bike, um, on the kayak, um, just on the rundown from Mount Whitehouse. Like, you know what I feel like? I feel like having a mandarin. And then, like, 30 seconds into the, into the paddle, it just... Uh, Oh no, that's not good. That's oh. not good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a really long day after that. Yeah, that's so right. No you need that and uh, just yeah, better nutrition. Yeah, good stuff. And 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 you've got to learn that. And and it's a bit about variety, isn't it? But but just uh, keep the keep the mandarins to the um, at arm's length this time around. What are you most looking yeah. forward to? What are you most excited about this um, heading into this year's event? I guess just seeing the improvements, I hope, from, from last year. Um, I think you're talking earlier about um, you're just wanting to just nail a few things. Um, and Like last year, I cramped up like nobody's business at the end of that first bike ride. And I was like, okay, this is a long day. Um, yeah. And so that could be tied to nutrition. Um, so, yeah, just t- hoping to see um, the improvements I've made over the last year because I've worked pretty hard at trying to stay upright in a boat and getting mm-hmm. some time on that, that TT bike. Um, yeah, just I'd like to see that come to fruition on the day. Yeah, um, yeah, um, that, that's good to hear. I mean, someone like yourself that's racing pretty pretty well high up at the end of the field, like if you're cramping and it's got a bit ugly, your race isn't over if that's starting to happen. You've just got to keep on keeping on, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was got like that was a bit early doors to start cramping then, but I managed yeah. to fluff my way through the rest of the run. Um, there are some choice videos, I think, still on. Um, the coast to coast Instagram stories of my fantastic running at that stage. Um, and I still managed to get my way to the end. So it wasn't the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but it just made it a little more uncomfortable. And I'd like to see that not happen. Um, yeah. So just to see improvements from, from last year. And also, um, it's really cool. My brother is racing as well um, one day. So the whole family's involved. So it'll be good to see if, how close I can get to him at the end of the day. Oh, that's awesome. I've actually got a question along that because you've said in your notes that your dad is supporting with your sister um, and your mum is number one cheerleader. It doesn't feel like your, your, your brother's got much uh, much support there. Like You seem like you've claimed most of it. What's happened there? Um, well, I got the entry first, so I was able to claim first. Um, <laughs> because he's got uncles, uncles. Um, but, you know, he's got support. He's got, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I've got <laughs> some other mates as well. <laughs> okay, you're my yeah. mum too. You're just cheerleading here. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Nice work, nice work. Um, and uh, and another question, thinking along those family lines. Um, you've got a very iconic last name in the world of adventure sports. Are you related in any way to the great Kathy Lynch, who has dominated this race um, a, a few years ago? Not that I know of. I mean, there right. are a few Lynches, but no, no. Okay, okay. There's right. a whole mob of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So, so your key goal, by the sounds of it, actually, as we dial into this, is actually to beat your brother. Is that correct? It would get some pretty good bragging rights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you reckon your chances are? Like, are you are you sort of uh, head to head, sort of reasonably even, or 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 what are your thoughts? But we're, we're trying to work this out, and oh, he's got me on the river. His panting's pretty right. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'll still have me, but like, if I can keep it within half an hour, I'll be pretty stoked. Okay, okay. Is, is so your tactics. First time? Say that again. Is this his first time? Oh. He was my support crew last year. Oh, see, oh the old support crew to athlete trick. Oh, yeah, we've seen that a thousand times along the way. But there you go. You've got you've got a year's worth of experience. Uh, you just tell him to run up the left-hand side. Never leave the left-hand side. Just run mm-hmm. up the left-hand side. Give him that advice. and, and yeah. see where that so, so your tactics are basically to lead him into the boat and give him someone to chase and see what happens. Well, kind of. That was my tactic last year. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Like it, like it. That's awesome. Um, so getting to the finish line at New Brighton, in your eyes, what would success look like? Um, Whoa. I like it. I, I, I do have to There will be a lot of people that won't watch this and that will be listening to this as a podcast. Uh, is just laid w, holding their fingers up with, yeah, with the big W. How about that? Oh, I mean, that would be great, but like, like the start list is so good. So it would just be, I guess, oh, no, nah, screw it. Nah, going to Big W. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, like, I've never actually seen that one before. Maybe I'd, maybe that's my issue. I haven't actually yeah. haven't figured that one out yet before. <laughs> have, you never, have you never used, have, never used it? No. Have you never needed to use it, Richard? No, but actually, no, I've never figured that out. The other day you did on the bike, right. you did. <laughs> yeah that's awesome Deb. like i think it's important isn't it just to throw it out there and uh, and back yourself as well I, I think it's kiwi sometimes we don't do that enough do we so just just throw it down and and uh give it a good crack and see what happens well i was doing it last year just the wrong half right yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> good so bring it home stronger this time and you with your tt yeah. bike in that boat and uh with some decent nutrition and and who knows what's going to happen so yeah pretty exciting yeah yep yep Good job. Uh, and finally, what's uh, training look like for you in the next couple of weeks leading into race day? What are you? What are you sort of? What's a key session that you're going to be lining up? Oh, any taper session. Um, uh, just bringing some strides back into some of my runs, just to sharpen it up. Um, mm-hmm. Just be nice to have some sessions under an hour. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, with some key sessions. Yeah, anything just with a, uh, some strides and some just some like sprints on the bike just to sharpen mm-hmm. it up and keep myself fresh again. Yeah. No, so get a bit of a spring in your step. Get some excitement yeah. going on. Feel like you've, yeah. you're useful and and you can get ready to ready to give it heaps. Yeah, hold on to that wheel up like off the um off the line from the start. Yeah, good stuff, Deb. So no, well some, done. Be some new tires and things going on the bike, is there? Oh yeah, slicks. Yeah, brand spanking. <laughs> Match match ready, 
Uh, yeah, sticker ties. Yeah, nice, nice, very good. Well done, Deb. Hey, thank you so much for joining us this uh, this evening. Really looking forward to um, catching you over at registration um, pre race and and go and give it absolutely everything and and hopefully and looking forward to cheering you across the finish line in your bright and hopefully your last bit of build up goes well and uh, just go and lay it down and give it heaps. Looking forward to cheering you along along the way. All right. Thanks, guys. It's awesome. Cool. Thanks, well done, Deb. See you. I just, you just said something quite interesting there. Well, not interesting. Well, everything you say is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> registration. Registration on the Thursday uh, over there in Greymouth. Uh, if you are in a support crew or, or whatever, do come down and have a look around. There's lots of stuff going on at registration and and uh, all the all the big hitters will be in and out at some stage. Debs, she'll be there with her big W uh, raised as she walks in the door there uh, just to put the fear up up everybody else you know just you know but yeah. but hey registration's a great day i really enjoy the thursday uh talking to everybody as everybody funnels in gets their bag gets their race kit all their numbers <laughs> and their stickers and all those sort of things and it's a it's it's sort of that 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 real trigger to that excitement of what the weekend's going to bring that day isn't it yeah, it's great, isn't it? And there's no times that you need to be there. You don't have to pre-book your time like previous. Uh, obviously, it's quieter early in the day, and uh, there will be some queues later in the day uh, as a lot of people just turn up to register prior to the briefing. So uh, depending on how much you want to deal with queues, uh, figure out your times and things. But great opportunity to sort of, as you say, socially catch up with a few others from previous years and just look around and 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 soak it in. Um, but, yeah, really, really great sort of atmosphere at the at registration and, and uh, getting fired up and ready to go. I think I think the other thing is is don't be too psyched out there's always lots of fit looking people on that day with really fast looking legs and all that sort of stuff you're like oh heck these all these people look so fit how am i even going to do this but hey just stick to your game plan and, and remember the training and the things that you've done because you're ready to go to achieve your race and your goal so just remind yourself of that because because it can be a bit of a a bit of a oh heck what am i doing here type of a moment as well they might all be like me richard all show no go <laughs> you've got quite a bit of show though so uh <laughs> oh, there is always another one to all the gears i better not say that on here but I... <laughs> oh no that's good that's good uh, yeah but you'll be there um cheering people along so you've got behind the microphone again this year angus yeah mate yeah no we'll be there uh thursday obviously uh we'll have a cb tent inside the registration there and uh please come along and say hello and and uh just yeah, come and generally chew the fat there for a bit. Tell us what you've enjoyed about the podcast and what you what maybe you're uh, looking forward to throughout the race and things. So, yep, we'll be there on Thursday, and uh, yeah, and with a bit of luck, we'll be live from from the beach on Friday morning, mate. Uh, as that sunrise comes up and that water crashes in there, always love uh, just to get on that that beach and and see how the tension is and see how the nerves are with everybody and. And uh, yeah, and from then on, hopefully all going well, we'll be up at that first transition as you come off that first run onto the bike and some Aikens, um, yeah, Klondike, of course, uh, mm -hmm. we'll be everywhere. So Absolutely. if you can't come, if your supporters, if your family, or your supporters better be there actually to be fair, but if your family, friends, and uh, anybody else that might be interested in following your progress or seeing what the Katmandu Coast to Coast is actually like, do tune into the Team CP Facebook over the weekend of the Coast to Coast. We'll have plenty of contact uh, content and uh, lots of live streams rolling out of that all, all, all day long.
Yeah, absolutely. So the Coast to Coast Facebook page and, and Instagram and things, they they uh, will put their feed out. So keep them on one hand and then and then our Team CP Facebook page will predominantly follow the two day. So it's a bit of a different uh, angle to what the um, the Coast to Coast often take, because obviously on the Saturday, that's where the, the longest day is happening. So often their focus is drawn back to that. So we'll sort of stick more of a two day focus for that. So um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Angus does a great job. Um, and I think he's already starting to bank some sleep and sort of doing some la 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 la's uh, to get that voice ready, aren't you? Just uh, plenty of lubrication going on there, mate. My, my <laughs> re- nearly ready to start tapering, actually, mate. At the end of this podcast, I can start tapering. Oh, can you? All oh, right, that, that, that's quite a long taper. Okay, interesting. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just uh, want to touch on a story from our last podcast. We we mentioned Rob Glassford, who um who accepted his coast to coast spot just eight weeks out from race day with no previous experience. He booked his kayak course over Christmas and New Year's, and then re- and 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 like in this podcast, we said reach out if you want a bit of a chat or a hand. So he, he did that. Um, we've got him set up with a bit of a plan of attack. And uh, and and sort of thought I'd just sort of update on how he's going. It's quite a cool, cool um, story actually. Just because a lot of people like that waitlist just went chum 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 down really quickly because no one wants to take on this race sort of with with a month or two to go. So um, he was support crew last year and uh, he shelved the idea of actually turning up, opened a beer with another beer, which was quite a skillful sort of situation, sat down with his family's size bag of chips and, and, uh, and got into it. But so what he's done is he's, he, I, I messaged him today and he gave me a bit of an update. So this is it. Having swapped the craft beers for low carb alternatives and a bag of chips for carrot sticks, the body's better fueled for this gargantuan challenge he mentioned. So, um, we, as we said, we, Sat down, made a bit of a plan, and um, and uh, he's getting a lot more organised now. So cycling's coming along well, um, and and starting to get that one dialed in. Um, kayaking, he's had a bit of a challenge with the kayaking. He's uh, gone across to the um, Murchison School across that uh, Christmas New Year period, and uh, and um, he's battled all in all. He's um, what do you say here? So. Uh, his first attempt at a single kayak was somewhat of a fail. I've arrived at the estuary just down the road from home to find windy, choppy conditions. My experienced friend stepped on his boat, paddled out like it was on wheels, no wobbles. I gingerly, awkwardly attempted to enter the surprisingly small hole at the top of the boat. Once seated, I then proceeded to battle with a spray skirt. It would have sounded like someone giving birth. Heavy breathing, pushing, counting, calls of nearly there, keep stretching, could be heard from the beach. Once I had secured this incredibly simple but very frustrating device, I asked my dad to walk me out to knee-deep water, almost completely, immediately tipped over, feeling very uncomfortable and nervous and made the decision to throw my toys and go back to the beach. And then he went to um, uh, uh, he went to Lake Rua, which was a whole lot better. Uh, warm, calm, and uh, and then he started to get a little bit of paddling going on as well, which is pretty awesome. Um, the crew over at Murchison were were super calm, and and uh, he's got to the point of actually being able to roll a whitewater boat and his own boat as well, which is pretty awesome. Um, and uh, basically, he's uh, he's got a basic beginner boat. He's uh, nervous, but he knows he's safe and has the skills to stay in one piece on race day. So um, so he's fired up basically and and ready to go so um and he's still in one piece which is pretty awesome as well no injuries or illnesses as well so so that's pretty cool from rob's perspective <laughs> i can just visualize uh the description about uh trying to get that spray skirt and things on you can you can visualize it can't you you're nearly there you've got it then it pops off from the other side <laughs> get it on and, god damn yeah, yeah. actually right. i i was looking for a clip and i can't find it but i don't know if you happen to catch it and it was on 
Instagram or Facebook or something. I, I'm not sure. And and unfortunately, I can't remember even who it was. I just got this this vision that wherever they were in the country and they have no uh, no Waimakariri to, to practice on and they only got flat water. And so over the Christmas period, here they are in the wake of the boat. Uh, so they've, oh, got the, they've got the outboard uh, ski boat out in the front and uh, here they are paddling in the wake, uh, creating their own creating their own rafts. I thought, man, that was really uh, some really, you know, Kiwi ingenuity there to create create some some instability yeah he's done very well and i, I think <clears throat> on that point from rob in terms of uh he's start, he's dialing things in a little bit now i think one key point for everyone out there lining up for race day is i mean don't look at what other people are doing but think about um the number one goal is you want to get to the start line in one piece and injury free and if you've done that you're you're halfway through that that's that's a big thing achieved so just think about if you're going to do this session today is that going to actually make me better or make me worse for race day the last thing we want is injuries by so pushing too hard and and potentially um getting crook as well so just look after yourself and if you need to take a day or two off because the family is sick and you're not feeling 100 take it take a day or two off early don't push things and uh and that'll help you stand on the start line and uh like fitness isn't so important it's freshness that's most important if you're if you're fit fit as a fiddle but sick versus unfit and fresh you're going to be going so much better if unfit and fresh you're useless if you're sick so just look after yourself there keep yourself in one piece and if you do that you'll be uh, uh miles ahead so keep it keep a sort of eye on that as you go is that something you start to worry about now like this this close out about sickness you know covid has oh, been absolutely yeah. rampant again lately isn't it and right. i don't want to give like the commentators s- curse here but, oh, but no, uh, no. is it going through your head like now do i do i not go here do i not go to the supermarket mm. do i do i yeah, yeah well i've got seven people currently that i'm coaching they've got covid uh we'll come down with it last week or so it's like ah oh, and and we've just got to work through it it's, it's nothing you can do about it it's just mm. uh it's got to do the best you can it's um and i'd Last Thursday, I had two people that messaged me about twingy, dodgy Achilles uh, as uh, calf muscles. And my, I'd just done some skipping on Tuesday and done some horrendous steer reps on Wednesday. And my calves were feeling a bit rubbish. And I was going to run Mount Oxford on Friday. I was like, actually, maybe that's the universe telling me I should just chill out and uh, maybe not do that. So, uh, although I wanted to and it uh, would have been would have been good to do, I actually said, okay, well, let's go and paddle and ride my bike instead. Just to, just to, again, get to the start line in one piece, hopefully. Yep. So no need to put yourself in a complete isolation bubble, but yep. that's right. But but need to be starting to think about those things if you're going to do something. I guess uh, now's the time to do it and have some fun doing it. I suppose, isn't it? You've done mm. should have should have done all of the hard, hard, hard sessions and that's right back to back sessions. So uh, mm. the same way cool. that Deb was talking. Brilliant. Yeah. Shall we uh, roll along? We've got Andrew Sloan, Andy uh, sitting um, in the I'm really back of the studio there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really really keen, Andy. Welcome, mate. Hey, thanks for having me along, guys. Great, no to, great to have you on uh, on uh, the show, Andy. Um, and uh, your twenty twenty four, it's a, it's going to be a, a pretty awesome uh, event achievement to stand on that start line, soak up the event, uh, and be a part of it. But do you want to just give us a bit of a background? Um, when did you first tackle the coast to coast, and why are you looking to make a comeback in twenty twenty four? Tell us a bit more about your story. Absolutely. Um, First coast to coast, right, right back to 2002. <laughs> and that's you know, it's a very long time ago for us old people. Um, myself, I uh, lined up for the two-day event, you know, just fresh out of university and first couple of years into working career. Um, and I think, Richard, it might have been probably your first or second year would have been about a similar mm. time. 
back yeah. in the day. Um, so yeah, 2002 rolled up um, two day um, event and that went smoothly. Lots of learning and it was you know just it becomes sort of an addiction, and you know flowing on from that first coast. Um, 2003, four, five, and six. So I lined up and did five of the um, longest days. Um, following that, um, the, yeah, that was that was my sort of story into that. And you know, it's you know I love it. You know, the, the run through Goat Pass, possibly one of the best runs you'll you'll come across in the countryside. And then following that up with the beautiful Waimak. And you know, once you as a competitor can put away all the all those, I guess you'd call them fictitious stories of those buffer waves and standing waves, three meters tall that scare everybody. You just get in that boat and just you know really enjoyed all the elements of the race and um you know so those five previous um, events and the opportunity now to return um 18 years after my last coast to coast 18 is, years oh my goodness <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, it's um yep. it's it's quite a gap and most definitely yep. you know so that last one being in 2006 it was you know i was um your sort of hybrid weekend warrior working person you'd turn up you'd do what you did on the, the training that you've been able to fit in around work and other mm -hmm. things and you know it was always but for me it's always been based around an adventure you know you know I've, I've never been near the front of the field to win it it's been there to push your own sort of own mental and physical boundaries yep and so um yeah 18 years um, on i've got the opportunity to line back up but there's been sort of a few speed bumps that have um, popped up into the in the phase of things in the last few years yes. with Richard so, you may be able to allude on to and we can talk a bit more about there yeah so tell us a little bit more about that it basically come out of a bike accident that you crashed your bike and then uh and then sort of ensued into brain scans and bits and pieces didn't it and was that 2018 um yes. yeah, yeah 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 so so tell tell us a little bit more about what happened there yeah uh, it was yeah End of 2017, nasty bike crash um, down here in Wanaka on the Dean's Bank mountain bike track. Don't remember much more than um, waking up to sort of following a minute of unconsciousness and the recovery from this concussion didn't didn't happen as it should, which led to some subsequent um, scans, as you've said there, Richard, and um, mm. that picked up a brain tumour, which was quite a large sort of scattering, not too dissimilar to a um, snowstorm on the weather map getting across the right side of the the head um mm -hmm. following that discovery i went through uh, surgery and that was followed up throughout 2018 with um, radiation and chemo treatment and then subsequently after that uh, we went on to regular routine scanning to keep an eye on things and it was actually at the start of 2019 that um you richard you were down for the um running around with the um the suit on and the microphone for the motor tapu and we rode through that mountain bike course together and that was sort of a wee entry point back into um, getting back on the bike because, um, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that will sort of tell you what you can't do um, rather than saying what you can do. We sort of we clearly remember sitting with one of those surgeons after this first surgery and he said, you know, Mr. Sloan, forget your past life. Um, you won't ride your bike again. Just stick to a walk around the block with your, um, with your wife. And, you know, you might, you were talking before about um, Deb holding up that big W. I was sort of holding up another sort of symbol as if to say you've chosen the wrong person to tell that to under the table. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, that, that sort of, you know, motivated me to, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do when you put your mind to it. And actually, most recently, just down here in um, Wanaka, um, an aviation sort of pioneer, Sir Tim Wallace, he passed away. And one of his sort of 
resonating quotes is um, don't let what you can't do stop you um, do what you're doing what you can. So you know, getting back on a bike, getting back to exercise, that was you know, that was fantastic over the um, the last five six years. However, unfortunately, um, March 2023, a routine scan picked up that this um, this brain cancer had um, jumped out of its corner of um, sitting still and had recurred because this this disease is horrid. It's it's got no cure. And um, so I was back into the operating theatre in May um, 2023. Surgery was carried out, and then. Um, Sort of surgeons have unfortunately it's gone to what they call a higher grade um, state now so we're dealing with something that's a wee bit more angry um, so i'm actually halfway through and sort of as bon jovi says um we were halfway there um thursday this week was halfway through um six rounds of chemo so three down three to go but um it's put a bit of a, a bit of a dampener on training i would probably be the most mentally well prepared um athlete hitting the course in um two weeks time <laughs> sort of the physiology of the body has been pretty tired um sort of i guess i describe it like you, know, you drop a basketball from sort of chest high it bounces up to your waist after that first bounce each other bounce it's a wee bit lower that's what we're sort of finding with this treatment at the moment however um in sort of speaking with the oncology team asked for a bit of a pause in the, um, the treatment to allow me to do the coast um in a couple of weeks three weeks now two and a half three weeks mm -hmm. and they've said yep and you know we're playing the long game and it's actually back to talking with you a couple of years ago richard when this very first um cancer occurrence popped up i remember you saying clearly to me around that motor tafri time back in 29 it was um andy we're playing the long game we're playing the long game here don't worry about the, the short things and i've still got that stuck in my mind so you know, your long game so we are we're on okay. that long long thread of doing what we can and you know being the best each day so yes i um, okay opportunity sort of popped up and that's sort of another question that you might have posed to me earlier and yeah mm, yeah yeah so 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 it's not like it's not easy to get to the start line um to obviously come up with the funds and sort of support around doing that and i think you had a few local friends that like actually why aren't you doing it and you're like oh actually maybe maybe uh maybe i should be and uh, so tell us a little bit about about sort of managing to figure that entry out and and some support you've had around that absolutely yeah now that sort of goes back to um end of 22 so um i was uh, a very good friend of mine her husband was from high school days her husband was lining up for the coast um 2022 and he sorry 20 the, which one was it put off wait a minute <laughs> yeah 20, the covid one yep, yep yeah the covid one he was maybe. prepping for that and mm -hmm. i'd taken him for a couple of paddles down the river uh, down the clutha here he had done his course with the local kayak instructor and he just needed a few more practice runs and Somehow I got sort of, you know, hey, I'll come for a paddle with you. And that was sort of nice getting the boat out of the garage after quite a long time hanging up, collecting dust. And so straight back into that. And it wasn't until we we're floating down the river. He said, um, Sloaney, have you ever thought about doing this again? And I was like, actually, no, I haven't. But now I'm sort of thinking about that. You know, what's stopping me? And then that was the question, though, you know, pretty pricey to come up the entry fee and, you know, with health and wasn't working uh, back full time then. So, we had that conversation and that's sort of where that stopped and then i was walking it was actually about the same time the ballots came out um last year we're walking up the street another friend um you've probably come across nigel lines amongst you mm -hmm. in your yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, nigel, yep. Quite well. yep. nigel had been stopping in at my place picking up some kayak gear and i was just walking up the street with sheree my wife and um 
he pulls over on the side of the road and he goes, hey, bro, what are you doing? So I'm just out for a walk with the dog. And he goes, those ballot entries open, um, are opening tomorrow. He goes, get your ass onto that computer and sign up. <laughs> and that's sort of the kick up the ass I needed to, you know, and that sort of was like, oh, why not? What's stopping me? So got on, did the online ballot and put my name in the mix and it, it came out. It was, that was awesome. And it was all crikey. And in amongst things, other conversations between, you know, multi-sport circles and that, and I had this um, message one day from a friend, um, Graham, Graham Allen. He's um, at Bivouac. And had this message, Sloaney, rumour has it you're keen to line up for the coast again. Let me know if I can help you. And I thought that was helping out with maybe support crew, you know, holding my running shoes. And then the conversation continued. And, um, yeah, he said, look, we'd like to help you get on the start line. Um, part of Bivouac Outdoor, that's the um, big adventure store, here is their sort of motto is committed to adventure. So as soon as he posed that, I was um, sticking my hand up to commit to their um, opportunity for me to make it back to the start line, which, you know, incredibly excited to have, you know, not just one, but lots of people behind me backing, you know, yep, you can do this, you know, not, you know, not limiting and going, hey, you can't do that. You're bloody, you know, you're quite sick and your, your body's not kicking as it should and could. So, yeah, grateful. I think uh, your story there, Andy, sort of um, will resonate with a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people sort of dealing with their own sort of challenges and things like that, but also put it into perspective of it's it's great to actually just celebrate the fact I'm healthy and well enough to actually be able to do this thing and uh, and um, see if we can put this together. It's 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 that celebration is just as important, isn't it, than than sort of doing this particular time or whatever it is, just to actually take a moment for yourself to say I'm ready ready for this. What will standing on the start line and crossing the finish line, because I know you're going to, what will that mean to you? Oh, it's it's huge. It really is. In fact, you know, that first 20 minutes sitting in the waiting room of your um, interview studio here, um, it's sort of like a kid before Christmas, the excitement. <laughs> I can actually actually feel that excitement you know, running through me. You know, As you describe parts of that course, all of that memory is still there from those previous races and events. So you know, standing on that start line, it's, it's the solitude of standing, just knowing, hey, this is it. And... Um, it's all about, you know, process over outcome in this case, you know, I know that I can, you know, I know I, what I'm in for, I know the body can do it, you can, you can, you know, factor in all sorts of things to not punish yourself too much on different um, stages of that race, but just getting out there and enjoying it, because, you know, everybody's journey is different, you've got, you've got your front runners, you've got your people that are there to do it, and you've got, I guess that's people like me, I'm there to do it, and also, you know, offering of you know just high fives support and just pick me ups you know i've always got lots of snacks in my pocket so <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's a that's a tip if you see andy out there he'll be ready for a high five and uh probably some share some snacks so make sure they go both ways don't just give them all away hopefully you get some back as well Andy. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah I was, uh, I was just thinking that you know 18 years is a long time but but the the good the good part of that is is that the three r's are all still the same the roads, the the run, and the river—they're all—they're all the same as they were 18 years ago. So, well, actually, actually, no, I take that back, actually, because the last road's not the same, is it? But uh, 18 years ago, you'd have finished on the Sumner Beach, not at New Brighton. But, uh, however, the three R's are, are, are pretty much still the same, which is pretty absolutely. Cool. And it was actually just um, yesterday when it popped up on the um, Canterbury Police and the Kathmandu Coast to Coast website about you know the rising Waimak River levels. I sort of actually had a nice smile at that because. Um, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to get up and get down the YMAC. And that's, to me, that's no problem. You know, I'm 
good, confident paddler on. I'll happily just if and out, up the cadence, you just paddle. And um, after the flushing of the, the floods through, I was like, oh, well, anyone who's been picking their, you know, favourite braids, you know, everything, everything's new to me, so <laughs> I'm smiling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Andy, thank you so much for, for joining us and all the best for the for the next couple of weeks. Um, I think you've finished chemo rounds. You've got a little break now before you go back to that again, right? Yeah, for the, yeah. the next three. Yep. Great. Yeah. One, one thing I forgot to add in there also is um, a big shout out to the Team CP crew because um, logistics of me getting to the start line, obviously with the barriers of that part, and mm. then the, um, the support crew part, you know, Sheree, my wife, and our three young sons. We've got three boys, you know, 10, 12, and 14. Um, if you can imagine having them sort of reliably organise a smooth transition, they could confidently do it, <laughs> but um, there could be any sort of argument that could throw that. So I'm um, actually grateful that, um, Richard, you and your crew are... Um, going to be looking after all the logistics um, for me with that. And that's something I'm yep. really absolutely grateful for. So, yep, shout outs and high fives all around. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm stoked that we're able to do that, Andy, and, and looking forward to being part of your journey and, and helping you get from west to east coast and, and having a whole bunch of fun along the way. Absolutely. Hey, thanks heaps, guys. And um, yep. we'll chat again real soon. Well done. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Absolutely. Thank you. Cool. Thank Inspirational, you. mate. Thanks, mate. Bye. Just nice for living, eh? Nice for living, and uh, and when you can, and and Andrew Sloan there, that that's inspirational to you know to be getting back on that start line under such trying conditions and things. And it is going to be great to have him as part of our team that we will be supporting. We'll be able to uh, keep an eye on him and see what's going on, and and maybe learn a thing because he's just come up with the line of the day. Really, I'm just sort of slightly modified, but 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 if in doubt, <laughs> paddle it out, Richard. Yeah, good. <clears throat> just keep paddling. Just, just keep, just keep uh, chipping away, and it'll be good. And uh, and he'll be having a bunch of smi- like smiling heaps as he's doing it as well, which is pretty cool. So, uh, and as he mentioned, um, those ballot entries are open now. As you're listening to this, watching this, etc. So, uh, so now's your opportunity to put your name on that uh, ballot. See if it gets mm-hmm. pulled out, and then we can figure out how we're going to do it as a secondary thing. But just throw it in there um, if that's something that you think that you might want to do, and we can we can sort of help you figure it out after that absolutely absolutely it's it's uh i'm sure as soon as the gates open there'll be floods of entries come back back in again and and that wait list will begin no doubt uh all over again it's it's uh it's pretty exciting to be uh, i don't know i guess building for the next year before we're even at finish this year sort of thing it's sort of right. because it, it you know those people that are putting their name in the ballot before they get to the start they're going to be no doubt they're going to be there somewhere through the weekend and and they'll be getting that hype going on and and as uh as deb's brother uh has uh you know followed the tradition from from support crew to athlete and god i'd love to know i asked this before but i'd love to know what that number conversion ratio is from somebody who's Mm. supported to somebody who's ended up being an athlete along the way mate that's right. That's right. So speaking of uh, the man in the know and uh, understands what a what a good ballot looks like and a good wait list, etc. Um, he's uh, the man that's uh, doing a bunch of organising, trying to pull it together. Glenn Curry, how are you getting on there? Is he in the background? There he is. How are you doing, Glenn? G'day, fellas. How are you? Good, mate. Good. How are you? You're, you've been a, a busy, busy lad leading up to this, eh? Yeah, it's always a busy time of year. Um yeah, the joy of an event is you have 12 months to plan it, but there's um, certain aspects that you can only do in um, the last five weeks, so that's where we're at now. So, yeah, it's that time of year where we jam everything in that has to be done in the last five weeks, but it's a good fun part of the year, and um, we're getting excited about hosting an event. 
Yeah, how's yeah, it going? Like, well, how's it shaping up? What What's the crack? Yeah, it's good. I mean, um, I've got a yeah, I've got. I mean, yeah, I'm always the one that sits here and talks to you lot, but we're actually a team, so there's sort of um, four of us that work on this thing full, you know, full time all year. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've been together now. You know, the team's been together sort of four years, so it sort of feels like we're all just chipping away at our parts. And um, you know, it's coming together. I always talk about it being a big puzzle, you know, and all the pieces are now starting to come together. So it's cool. So. Um, as you boys will know, that in Canterbury in New Zealand, for um, where we are based, we've actually had a good Canterbury summer again. Um, mm. We haven't had one of those for a couple of years, so um, mm. it's been it's been great. Like we've had some heat, and you know the river's been quite uh, quite uh, stable up to the last uh, forty eight hours, and um, mm. yeah, it's been good. So yeah, everything's coming, um, yeah, you know, coming together, and yeah, we're pretty excited about the second weekend of February. Good stuff. That's awesome. So, um, is there, is there anything different? Anything new? Anything sort of that that you're working on? Anything that uh, we need to be aware of from your perspective? Yeah. So, I mean, the race is um, the race is the race. You know, everybody knows that. But we're always tweaking things just to make the logistics around the race, you know, the races operations um, a little bit smoother. And that's you know that's that's from outside sources putting pressure on us and also us just to make things try to run a bit smoother. So. You know, a few minor changes this year, and they're all in the handbook. But you know, a few things just—you know—a lot of people who turn up to the event have done it year after year, so they miss some of these things. But you know, a couple of things just to be aware of is that Bondite Corner on the Saturday morning. You know, we—you know—once you've packed up camp and you've gone to uh, Mount Whitebridge, we are asking those support crews not to return to Bondite just to keep that road clear, especially for our longest day athletes that are coming through. Um, we did find with a large number of traffic, the large amount of traffic last year that it was actually, you know, blocking some of our longest day competitors actually cycling along that route. So we do ask that you pack mm-hmm. up in the morning, go to Mount White, transition your competitor, and then you're off down the road to the next transition. A um, few basic um, things just, like that. Just, um, just on that, Glenn, uh, that uh, support group is going to have to leave pretty early in the morning. Have you got some form of tent for, for two-day athletes to hang out that's going to be kind of warm because it's pretty yeah, tough is, to hang out in the morning there for a while. What happens yeah, there? There is, there is shelter there, Richard, and as always, I mean, we you have your bag drop there so you can have all your gear yeah. and that will get taken to the finish line. So there is yeah. a large marquee there which you can shelter in and then again, like, you know, you obviously have all your equipment so um, and whatever yeah. you leave in your bag there, that gets taken to the finish line so you can keep your cool. down jacket with you and stay warm. And then leave it on, leave it. There'll be a designated drop zone there that'll be scooped up and it'll be at the finish line for you as always. So, Perfect. and you can have crews stay there, um, up to you know, up to 7 a.m. They can stay there, but they won't be the ones that are heading to um, our White Bridge. So, mm-hmm. they can stay with there. You could stay in the tent there, pack up, and then they carry on. We're just asking that, that those crews that get down to, um, down to Mount White, transition their committers, then don't come back at around that 9 a.m. time, um, just to keep that road, you know, free up a bit of space on that road. So, um, no major change, but just yeah, just a little bit in terms of us, in terms of logistics. Um, yeah, outside of that, um, most things are similar last year. I've got a list of reminders that I've been told that I had to tell people, you know, just please, um, you know, make sure you label everything with your race numbers. We get a huge amount of lost property. If your race number's on, it's really simple for us to get that back to you. If it doesn't have a race number on it, it's very difficult. So just, you know, write a um, race number on things. Um uh, oh, one thing for the um, longest day and the three-person teams on the one day is there is a type, uh, there is a misprint in the handbook for the three-person teams with a cutoff at 8:30 at Aikens. That is actually in fact 9 a.m. So you do have to 9 a.m. to get onto them, get your team member onto the mountain run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are sort of the major ones. 
Good, good, good. That's awesome. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, about the race that's going to be. We talked to Deb Lynch earlier, on, and she's pretty fired up, which is awesome. Obviously, you had a good bit of training, understands what the event is about, second time around. Tell us a little bit more about uh, the, the those heavy hitters. How How's the race shaping up for 2024? Yeah, um, I'm probably five years deep in this role now, and I still get excited about this event. And I actually reckon this year both the male and females like that you know you, you talk about your heavy hitters that's um that excites me the most but i'm actually going to start like something i'm really excited about and i've worked at this year is creating an under 23 elite category yeah, cool. and there's been a few questions around that and that probably excites me about you know as much as anything i'm going to start with that because multi-sport's a tough sport in new zealand where a lot of us are very passionate about it but in terms of opportunities outside of coast there's not a, not a lot of opportunities you know that we we have some really good races and we have some great sort of individual discipline races, but outside of multi-sport, it's um it's a tough old gig and and pretty much, you know, the pinnacle is winning the, the longest day coast to coast, I suppose. That's what a lot of young people aim for, but there's not a lot of there's not a lot of pathway for that. So we have introduced an under twenty-three elite field for this in, in the two-day category. And um, I've had a number of people who are, you know, young athletes write to me and say, Oh, I want to do the longest day, I'm gonna skip the two-day. And I sort of look at it and say, look, you've got 15 years of racing. Go yeah. win the two-day, you know, have a good crack. So what we're trying to do is um, give an opportunity for those kids to be, you know, those young people to be recognised for the, that, the achievement that is um, winning the um, two-day. So we've got an under-23 field. And, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a bit like you, Richard. We're pretty old in this game nowadays. But I can look at that field and recognise a whole lot of names, which really excites me. And, um, yeah. you know, just looking at the female field, we've got, um, you know, we've got Gina Williams and she's she's a coaster and she's been involved with the coast for a while and her brother's very well known as a great runner. So mm-hmm. and then um Samantha Fearhill who's raced last year and she's just nine uh she's twenty-three and you know, like so there's some the strong female. And then you look at the um the uh, young men's field and you've got names like Sam King, Josh Nickel, Campbell Gray, Ryan Tate and Finn McKenzie. I mean, these guys are all like incredible athletes and that mm. that's gonna be I mean, that's gonna be awesome viewing, I reckon, in that two day event and and the exciting part about the two days, you all know, Richard, is like you finish day one and then there's, you know, there's a whole lot of little intricacies to that race on the day two about how things are going to pan out to um, see how that day two goes. So, you know, like Campbell Gray, he's coming down. He won the Motu Challenge this year and beat Sam Clark and he's, you know, 21. And he's got a heck of a story, which oh. we're about to talk um, within our media soon about, you know, what he's been through to come out and be the athlete he is. And then you've got Finn McKenzie, who's been racing overseas on mountain bikes. So, yeah, you know, it's, that's going to be, that's going to be, yeah, pretty cool to watch, I reckon. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. But then we go to our elites. And, um, again, I think I think it's going to be one of the best elite showdowns um, um, in, you know, the last five, six years. You know, like, it's just not, it's not as clear cut as it usually is, you know, like, mm. so... I'll start the female field, you know, and it just goes so deep. And, um, you know, I'll just, I'll just list off names. You've got Fiona Dowling, Rebecca Kingsford. Um, we've got Maria Kolk, who's been spending a few days here. She's from Sweden with her, um, with her husband, Lars. And they're, they're sort of champion Swedish adventure racers. So they're over here to give it a crack. Um, Hannah Lund, who's a local girl where I live, and she, I know she's going really well. Um, Simone, obviously, you know, like, I mean, she's probably favourite. She has to be favourite. And then, you know, uh, Julia Chamberlain, who was competitive in the Open Women's last year, and she actually would have been competitive in the Elite, so she's stepping up to Elite. Um, Deb Lynch, you know, like as you guys have talked to, she's uh, there's lots of stories coming out of the course about Deb Lynch times that she's posting, et cetera. And then there's a lady, Alina Russia, who's turning up for, I think, 19 races. And if anyone, anyone would, you know, wanted to write off Alina, I'd, I'd dare, them, <laughs> dare them to do yeah. it. But 
I mean, if the TAB was, um, you know, TAB was involved with this, I reckon there'd be 10, cent, 10 cents separating all these ladies, you know. It's going to yeah. be who wants the most on the day. It is going to be so good. So, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that. And, and I mean, we know that the women's field in the coast is always so, so, so close. But, yeah, it's sort of eight names deep. And and yeah. it's going to be, yeah, who, yeah, who wants it more? And the men's field is actually similar. So for, I think for the first time, you know, like it's usually two guys you think who are going to battle it out. But when I look at it on paper, you know, I sort of see six or seven that, you know, could win it on the day. So, yeah, Sam Manson's obviously coming back. Um, he, he's favourite. Like, Sammy knows how to win it. He's, you know, the, two years ago, he just got beaten by Dougal, and it was in the last ride. So he's got he's got all the talent. Um, and... Uh, you know, I mean, he's. I think he's had a pretty tough year just in terms of illness and stuff. So it's just how his last, you know, sort of months gone, I suppose. It will be um, a big thing mm. for Sam. And then the Hunt brothers from Australia. Um, yeah, that's that's what that's what I wanted you to talk about. Yeah, I think yeah, we've got a bit yeah, of a, a so, Aussie-New Zealand situation going on yeah, here. There's a, bit of a, there's a bit of a battle there. And, I mean, yeah, it is an Aussie-New Zealand thing. But I, I actually gave Alex – I sort of – I've known Alex for a wee long time now. And I gave him a ride yeah. over – gave him a shuttle the other day over the course and had a yarn. And, I mean, that – Here's Australian, but they're actually from Tasmania, so they're almost almost Kiwis anyway. Yeah, you know? that. yeah I totally agree. Yeah. Good guys. So it's, not quite, it's not quite there, but Alex is in really good form. I mean, Alex is an amazingly talented athlete, and um, he is he is actually just you know, genuinely talented athlete, but he's probably never had the opportunity to put time into the coast course. And if anyone knows the coast, the course is just – you've got to understand that course. He just hasn't – you know, it just hasn't worked out for him. And, yeah, you know, he'll hate me saying this, but this year he has had the opportunity. So he's been parked up here, he's been training, he's been dedicated to it. And yeah, there's just something in Alex's eyes that says to me that he's, you know, like he he's in there for the um in there for the win. So I mean, that's gonna be awesome. And then his brother Robbie, he turned up last year and he's no slouch as well. So um I don't know the last time that we had brothers sort of racing in the longest day like this, but uh uh yeah, it'll be a good battle, I reckon. Um and then and then in the men's field you've got you know, Ryan Kiesanowski will be there. You know, like we all know that Ryan knows the course as well as anyone. Hamish Elliott, he's um, been chipping away. I mean, he's probably the most talented runner in the field. Um, Brad McNamara, um, he's been solid. You know, he just needs a perfect day. Uh, I mentioned Lars Lofgren from Sweden before. So he actually beat Sam Manson in a race that's similar to Coast in Sweden this year, their, their version of Coast to Coast. And he won by about 20 minutes. He's, you know, incredible talent. It's just what he can learn in the course in the last couple of weeks, really, to get his head around it. And then um, Ben Phillips, who's actually, you know, he he top um top 20 in the World Ironman champs this year. And Ben's Ben's raced coast before, and uh, wow. he's, you know, I mean, he'll just um, he, he's underground then. He'll just turn up, but he is a talented athlete. And it's probably I texted him the other day and just said how many how many times it had the goggles on to a paddle and hand over summer and. He said the goggles have been put away and it's all been about the paddle. So um, cool. ben, ben will be a real talent as well. So um, the beautiful thing about Coast to Coast is it's not a professional sport, but these guys are all trained like professional athletes. And, um, you know, sport's a lot about extrinsic or intrinsic motivation. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of extrinsic reward when you race Coast, you know, can do Coast to Coast. I mean, it's not you're not going to become a multi-millionaire superstar athlete. It's basically intrinsically, but, you know, it's all intrinsic values to try to win that race. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. Out of all those those males and females, it's going to be who wants it more on the day. And that's that's what makes the race pretty special, in my opinion, is that these guys aren't running, racing to be superstars. They're racing just because they really want to own that, that factor that they've won a longest day coast to coast, which, you know, most people, 
you know, let's be honest, the majority of the population of the world doesn't know anything about. But within yeah. our circle, it's um it's a pretty special thing. So that's what it's going to come down to. And I reckon in the top top seven of both the male and female field this year is who wants it the most. So I'm pretty fired up for it. <laughs> You're very fired up, aren't you? Yeah. I wonder if yeah. those Hunt brothers can do as well as a couple of Curry brothers do it did a few years ago. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I did mention it to them. I said we couldn't get the one two, so we've got the one three. But um, yeah. And yeah, hopefully, I said their headlines probably in the paper won't be as corny as the curry ones, hopefully, but they'll be probably pretty similar. Ashburton <laughs> <laughs> got and do a good job of that. That's awesome. How good, how good. Um, what about the ballot? Uh, 2025, it's about to, oh, it's just opened. Um, tell us, uh, what's the story? Is there any changes uh, to the yeah, process? So, time so, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, believe it or not, we do think about this entry system a lot. Um, and we still, you know, we still feel the ballot system is the most fair way of doing it. So we ask, you know, the ballot system is what we're doing this year and it opens soon. Um, as always, we try to get entries out as early po as possible because we want people to prep for this event as early as possible. Um, people might question why we do the ballot system. Um, we get more negative feedback about opening entries and just doing it first in, first serve. Not, not everyone has equal opportunity to get to use the internet and whatnot. Yeah. So this way we sort of make it, it's a, you know, sort of try to make it as fair as possible. So. That's what we do. A um, couple of changes within the ballot is that you can only choose two um, two events that you'd like to enter this year. Mm -hmm. um, so last year it was probably you could put your name down for every event. So we got um, yeah, so we got you know that probably made you know made the number of people sitting on a wait list look quite large. Um, but you can only enter two events. Um, it does the the ballot does close on twenty first of February. Um, People, people who have been in the ballot this year and sat on our wait list, if they miss out on the ballot this year and they have been on the wait, uh, miss out on the ballot to get an entry, they will be prioritised on the wait list straight away. So they'll go to that top of that wait list process. Um, so hopefully they will have a fair shot at it. Um, grade two certificates. So if you are, if you are in the, um, if you are on the wait list and you miss out, we have three opportunities where there will be other entries offered throughout the year. Um, and if you are offered a position, okay, you must either have your grade two or be able to prove that you're in the process of achieving it. So you should have um, started that process already. So that's one um, one change for next year. So you can't just sit there until, you know, and I think you talked about a competitor before, you know, mm -hmm. sort of November and have not made a move on your grade two. You should have been actually um, processing that already, um, yep. starting that. So when those, and those, um, those waitlist offers will come out on the 4th of April. Um, the 4th of uh, October and the 6th of January. They should be in the process of working towards a grade two um, by those dates. Um, again, we do have, we have our longest day elite categories and our elite youth categories and competitors have an option to enter into those categories later in the year. Um, we have a little bit of criteria around that, but generally, you know, like that's, you know, if you've, if you've previously participated in the event or have a history and other endurance events, there's an opportunity to um, enter a little bit later. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, any, I suppose, yeah, that's probably, otherwise it's um, a similar system, really. Perfect. Such a such a tricky thing, the entry thing, and, and mate, like, you must, you get a little bit of negative feedback uh, over it, I get that, and it's probably, I don't know, is it one of the most pressured parts of the actual whole event is trying to deal with everybody and deal with this entry thing, but you know, you got a big pat on the back because it's it's because this event is so iconic and so amazing and uh, inspiring to everybody that that you know that everybody just keeps continuing to line up for this event. So, so they've got to take that with a with a you know 
<laughs> it's a bit of a monster. I get that, but yeah, uh, yeah. To, you know, everybody out there, please, you know, go easy on these guys that are that are putting this amazing event on for you all. Uh, there's only so much because you know you say it every year. Limited by doc, right? Through through yeah, the yeah, and I mean, and, and, the, and the experience. Like, I mean, we, you know, like, I mean, we don't. I mean, we, you know, could sell thousands of entries for this, and I mean, it's what what experienced competitors want out there. You know, it's like. Do you want to be on Goat Pass with 20,000 people? I, I know I certainly wouldn't. You know, that's not what the experienced people are looking for. Um, and it is it is a challenge because, you know, we've got a lot of competitors, and I know a lot of them, that have done the race year after year, and they want to come back and do it. And they sort of like, well, we've done it year after year and supported the event, and we really, you know, like, we appreciate that. And then you've got new competitors who say, we really want a shot at this, you know? Like, yeah. so who do you prioritise? So, I mean, the ballot system is where it's like, right, it's fair. This is how we can do it. It's um, luck of the drawer, and you know everybody. Hopefully, everybody gets a fair shot. So yeah, it's it's a yeah yeah. Like saying this is a good problem to have from our end. Really, it's great. Look, people are keen to do the event, and you know it's up to us to do justice to that. Um, just give give the experience that people want. You know, to do justice to that. So yeah, nice. And kudos to you and your uh, and your team about uh, making sure that this is the experience. So uh, I think you guys do a great job of uh, and and. There's a fair bit of pressure there, so so well done. Make sure you pat yourself on the back, and and uh, hopefully you get the opportunity just to soak it up and um and enjoy the fact of you've actually allowed this to happen for a whole bunch of people. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's you know, and that's pretty much yeah, that's it's quite rewarding. That's why we do it, you know. It's put put that experience on for people. It's pretty cool. Good job. Yeah. Well, it is, you know, it's, it's world class. Yeah, we've seen a lot of events. Uh, Glenn, you've been to a lot of events. Richard, you know, you've been to China, you've been all over. I've seen lots of events, and it's world class at 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 the start. At you know, I don't have to tell you how iconic that beach run is at the start under the uh, as the sun's coming up and things. But you know, the Klondike Corner and things is is just fabulous. Your crew, your team, they're always talking to people. You always see some random athlete, obviously got a question, got a something, and one of your crew you know, standing by, having a chat and asking them how their day went and all those sort of things. And and that, Glenn, is the experience that everybody wants that's, you know, as, as yeah, well we're very, as... Yeah, we're very fortunate. We've got some great humans involved with the race and, and a lot of them are ex-athletes, so they understand, you know, they've done the event, so they're trying to give their bit back. So we're lucky We're lucky for that and that's, um yeah, they're, yes. they're all, that's, and it makes it, yeah, it's, it makes one of the um, highlights of the event is the people you work with, really. Well done, Glenn. Well, uh, all the best for the next couple of weeks. It's uh, it's big for athletes, but it's even bigger for you guys. So um, so hopefully that all goes well and uh, enjoy your sort of day of quiet time when the cell phone switched off as you head over up the deception and down the minger, sort of uh, putting your... Yeah, I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to that part, mate, yeah. And just, um, I'll just touch on the event um, for 2025 and yep. probably you could talk to this too, Richard, is that, you know, I, I hear a lot of feedback about how the coast-to-coast has changed and whatever. And, I mean, the reality is the event hasn't changed, you know. And um, Juddy came up with this event in, you know, the early 1980s, and the event hasn't actually changed. It hasn't got any easier, and it is still a really tough event. And it is a tough event. And, uh, you know, we love people wanting to come and do the event. But, if you you know, if you do do it, you have to appreciate that it is a very challenging event, and there is still nothing easy about it. It hasn't actually changed. So, you know, and I, you know, I've heard Gurney tell people, thousands of times it's about skills and, and one of the unique things about coast is it does involve a skill set which um you know other endurance events you know don't necessarily do so if you are keen on 2025 you know like my you know like my bit of advice is start working on that skill set now 
Um, I always get concerned where I hear, hear people doing grade two kayak certificates in December before the event. Mm-hmm. Like that's far too late. Now's the time to start doing that process. Um, it is tough. It's not easy. Like the two-day event is a, is a heck of an achievement. And, uh, you know, everyone's probably heard the saying that nothing in life's worth, what, you know, nothing, nothing, in, uh, nothing's worth, nothing is worthwhile in life, um, you know, unless it is difficult, I suppose, or challenging, you know, and Coast is that, like it is a challenge. So, um, um, you know, start, start putting that process in place now and, and you'll, you'll enjoy the event a heck of a lot more and the build up to the event. So, you know, I know there's some good coaching companies out there with lots of tips and there's some good grade two providers out there with lots of, you know, rip into that stuff now for 2025 now's the time to do it we still got some summer and Mm -hmm. um you know like you can build and then it'll make your winter a lot more pleasant to get out and do some training and then come and um solidify those skills come next summer so yeah now's the time to start building for you know 13 months time i suppose so rip in Good job. That's great advice. It's so much more um, fun to practice, learn to paddle a boat when the rivers are warm rather than you're cracking the ice off the top of them then to go paddling, isn't it? Yeah, correct. Yeah, good job. Good for, job. For hey, well our, done, Glenn. For our, for our in-house betting, who's who's going to win? Glenn, come on. I'll release an article. I reckon another week, eh? I'm going to do Glenn's picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty exciting, man. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to throw some picks out this year and just, you know, throw, I'm going to throw my, my thoughts out there. So, yeah, but I'll give it another week, Angus. I'll keep keep everyone on edge for another week. Yeah, but yeah no, it'll, yeah, be, it'll be good racing. And, yeah, and yeah, just everyone, you know, like all those other people, you know, Andrew Sloan before, I, I've seen his name forever in multi-sport and what a story. And that's, you know, that, that's as important as well. So, yeah, a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll get into it, eh? Yeah, good, good job. Mate. Well done, yeah. Look, right, look forward to seeing you over on the coast, mate. Yeah, look forward to it, boys. Catch us. Well, well thanks, Glenn. Yeah. Man, as he fizzed, as he fizzed or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's fired up, isn't he? Which is great. That's what you want from your race director. You don't want a tired one. Um, you want one that's fired up and ready to go. But isn't it just like you know, like he's passionate about the event, obviously, but he's mm. genuinely passionate about racing and the guys and the girls and the athletes, like because you know he knows a lot of them and and as do you and I and things, but. Uh, just, you just know what's coming, right? You know that storm's coming. You know yeah. the challenge is on, and uh, it's the anticipation is getting real. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I do look forward to seeing his, his pick, see 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 if he's got a roughie or two that might come in, etc. So maybe we need to do the same, Angus. I didn't hear you on the under twenty five elite list. No, I wasn't on the under twenty five list. <laughs> Oh, no, I uh, um, those guys are probably about three and four when I first did the race, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe less than that. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. This anyway. is your time, though, nonetheless, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost claim all those times. Like it must be twentieth if I count all the support crew and all the other stuff I've done. I think that's almost harder. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's a thing to do in February. Feel a bit weird if it wasn't there in February. That's for sure. Right, Righto, well, we're going to round up the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast, uh, episode six, as we are just m- mere weeks away, days away from the excitement of being over there in Greymouth at registration on the Thursday and then watching the weekend unfold. Richard Greer, what have you got left to do, mate? You, you like we talk about, you're coming to the start line once again. This is your 10th time you've done all the events just about along the way. Uh, you know, what's, what's going on, mate? 
tell me how you're really feeling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like I'm going to try and get down the river. I think that's quite important. Uh, it doesn't beat you up quite as much as like a run over, over goat pass does. So definitely keen to do that. Um, and yeah, similar to what Deb said, it's just about getting a bit of spring in your step and, and uh, getting excited and ready to go and not overdoing it too much. I think that's it's always tough when you sort of like you need to put a line under it and to say, right, training's finished, time to get ready to go. So um, yeah, that and probably the other piece is, is just dialing in gear and getting that stuff sorted as well. Little tweaks and and got a bit of a list on my phone of things that I need to do. So it's probably, yeah, those couple of key sessions, getting a spring in my step, but just getting my shit sorted too. Um, so so we can go and have a good weekend. And the good news is for family and friends of of athletes out there, uh, you're about to get uh, you know your your athlete back again in a few weeks' time. That, that he or she will be back at home and uh, will be ready to start earning some brownie points again for all the <laughs> selfishness that they've, that they've given to get themselves to the start line. Be... It's your turn is coming. The brownie points will need to be starting to be accrued again. So get that list of chores ready. Get those yep. uh, places you want to go and see and things that you want to do on a weekend ready because you're yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah yeah and if, if hopefully you've reached for the the stop button the pause button the sort of turn the volume down if you're listening on the car with your loved one so um <laughs> i can't you're listening fast richard richard's ready <laughs> to do those chores around home she doesn't listen to this. There's no way that she wants to listen to me anymore. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Hey, everybody, thanks yeah, for joining well us again. Like I say, on the Catman Do Coast to Coast. Uh, this is it. This is the final one before the big race. We look forward to seeing you over in Greymouth. Uh, come and say hi on registration or throughout the weekend. Just come and have a chat. Tell us what you think. Uh, what if you've listened to the podcast? Um, we really appreciate it all, and we look forward to bringing you some coverage along the weekend from me, from you, Richard. Good luck. See you on the start line. Good stuff. Well done, team. And a big thanks to Deb, Glenn, and uh, Andy for joining us tonight as well. Well done. Awesome stuff. It's the best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go!